Nation, we've made it to Friday, TGIF edition of the show. Hottest show on these streets, number one form for your Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith, the touchdown. Alabama Magazine, happy to have you guys checking us out here on today. As always, we bring you the show from the magic city of Birmingham. We stream to you the show via YouTube. Speaking of the channel, you know what time it is. Hit that subscribe button right now. Tap subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Be a part of the channel. Be a part of the family. Share the show around also to everybody you know. Get every friend, every family member, diehard Bama fan, casual Bama fan, consumer of Tide football to be a part of the show because if you're feeling the content, they will as well. Don't forget to hit that like button too. Drop that thumbs up. Tap that like button there. Like the show. We appreciate that. Trying to get this thing 50 likes out the gate here to open us up to start the show here. Daily Super Chat Go, $100. Daily Super Chat Go, 100 bucks right there. We appreciate you guys. Also, tap that notification bell for that way you miss nothing when it comes down to your Bama football content. Also, our partners at Alumni Hall. They got the swag, they got the sauce, the drip, they got all the gear for all dads out there for Father's Day. So for all dads out there, use that promo code TDADAD23, that's TDADAD23, to get 20% off your purchase right there, supporting our guys at Alumni Hall, the link there in the description. Definitely want to hear from you tonight the passionate fans of Bama football, you can do this by calling 205-448-1358. The number to call in to let your voice be made known, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. But, John, we're going to jump into this right now, getting this conversation started. And first and foremost here, some news out on a – an Alabama defensive lineman who is currently not with the team, currently not practicing with the team, of this Alabama defensive lineman just so happens to be uh, Jamil Burroughs, who came in the 2020 class from McEachern High School in Georgia, a former four-star guy, 6'3", you know, 309 pounds, a guy that brings a lot of athleticism and big playability on the defensive line, but... What has been told to me is uh, an incident took place and his behavior detrimental to the team uh, within the incident. So Burroughs not with the team right now, not practicing with the team right now in terms of uh, indefinite suspensions and things of that nature. Nothing has been said about that. Nothing has been done about that. But what I can tell you is Jamil Burroughs currently uh, not with the team at this moment, currently not practicing with the team. We will continue to keep our eyes on the situation and documenting the situation. So the more news that comes out, we will get that to you. Once again, Burroughs came in, the 2020 class, four-star from Georgia, played a role in helping Alabama win the college football playoff national championship as a freshman in 2020. He's played in 20 uh, career games throughout his tenure so far with the Crimson Tide, but 
not with the team currently, uh, not practicing with the team. And at the end of the day, uh, this is a decision Nick Saban's going to have to make. Does he choose to hold on to Burroughs? Does he choose to keep him around the program? Uh, this will be something that Coach Saban will have to decide. We know in matters like these that it's handled internally. It's an inside thing. It's an inside job keeping things sort of in-house. But we will see how Coach Saban goes about it, how he handles it, how he processes you know, everything concerning Burroughs. But the news today, um, from what I was told, Jamil Burroughs currently not with the team, uh, uh, currently not practicing with the team due to an incident where uh, his behavior detri a detriment to uh, the team there. So, like I mentioned, the more we get more news, uh, more notes, more information about all of this that, that, that transpires. Now, a question in the chat is, you know, how does this affect the defensive line? Good question there. So, how does this affect the defensive line if he's not retained uh, for the Crimson Tide? How does this affect the defensive line? Well, it does hit you a bit where depth is concerned. But at the same time, uh, you would still have – this is if Burroughs is not brought back. Once again, nothing has been said about any type of suspension or anything like that. But just saying as a hypothetical, if he was not brought back, how would this affect Alabama's defensive line? Um, well, you would still have uh, Jaheim Otis there. You would still have Justin Boygby. You would still have Tim Smith. You would still have Tim Keenan III. You would still have Damon Payne, Monkel Goodwine. You would still have uh, James Smith. You, you would still have different guys you can go to in the rotation. Yes, it would be uh, it would it would be a, it would be a little painful not having Burroughs if Saban goes the route of not keeping him. But you do have depth there on the defensive line that you can trust, that you can go to, and that you can rotate. So uh, for me, if for, for all of us, it comes down to how does Coach Saban handle this in terms of one Jamil Burroughs. But we're going to go to our first break here on the show on Touch That Down. We're just getting started upon our return. We go to the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your conversations. We get to a dialogue with you. And before we get into that dialogue with you, we have a message board here. Touchdown Alabama Magazine. You guys trying to help us grow this message board, start a conversation, get a dialogue going, get your topics flowing about your favorite football team, that Crimson Tide. Definitely want to have you in the message board. The link to the message board can be found in the description and in the chat line. Definitely want to have you guys in there. But want to see you guys also. Light us up in the phone lines right after this. Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they've put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because one dollar of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion and 
Ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes, making memories from scratch. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, folks, we're back into the action, rocking and rolling in here from the break. Number one ticket. For your Crimson Tide football news, in my own words, George Trumey, Stephen Smith of TDA. Got my man John Ivory in the production studio. Appreciate you guys checking us out here. Continue tapping the like button. Give us that thumbs up right there. We appreciate that. Hitting that subscribe button as well. Daily Super Chat Go, $100. Daily Super Chat Go, 100 bucks right there. For all my dads out there, Father's Day coming up here our guys at Alumni Hall, they got the swag, they got the drip, they got the gear here for you. And if you're trying to get that gear, you definitely want to use the promo code TDADAD23. That's TDADAD23 to get 20% off of your purchase. Father's Day purchase right there, courtesy of our guys at Alumni Hall. That link there in the description. But we go to the phone lines to grab your calls here. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Then I'm going to call in to let your voice be made known, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. As you guys are getting your thoughts together to call into the show, kind of a thought here, John, that but I had, and, and I know for a lot of Bama fans out there, the concern is still, you know, the quarterback position. Who's going to be the quarterback? Is it going to be Jalen Milrow? Could it be Ty Simpson? Could it be Tyler Buckner? Just so concerned about the Alabama quarterback room. I mean, just for me, the more I look into this and I talk about this and I have different conversations about this, I'm in the I'm in the camp of that will solve itself. I'm in the camp of there's no reason to be overly worried, fearsome about that. That will solve itself. I look at the the talent at each position around the quarterback spot, offensively and defensively. My thing is going to be if the coaches get everything right, coaching these guys up, and if the players have the discipline not the uncharacteristic penalties that we saw a season ago, but Alabama's going to be just fine. This team is going to be back in the college football playoff with a chance to compete and win a national championship. So uh, for me, as much as others are kind of up in arms about, well, who's going to be throwing the football from the quarterback standpoint, I'm not overly worried, nervous, anxious uh, about that at all. I think that position solves itself. But we're going to go to our call. We're going to actually go to, before we go to our call topic, got to shout out my man Bill, Big Bill from New York, at five dollar donation. The Super Chats appreciate Bill showing love here on the show, dropping that in the bucket right there. Right there. We actually have a call in queue. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from.
You're live on the show, caller. Hey, hey, Stephen. How are we doing? Owen, tell you, my man. Doing good, and yourself, Noah. I'm good. I hear we we're opening up with um, the Georgia at Danny Bryan Stadium. No, I like it. I mean, 2024, it's a good game to have Georgia on there. You hadn't played Georgia and Brian Denny since 2020, so it's good to host Kirby in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, hey, hey Steven, you might be mad. You might be a happy man, man. Me and my girlfriend's going to have a little, girl, little baby girl. Con- hey, Noah, congratulations to you, brother. Happy and, for you. Hey, Steven, I got one more question for you, Bill. Go ahead. We might be at the football game. We're we, we going to watch the Crimson Tide play. Absolutely. Always fun. We might be a little girl at game. That's awesome, Noah. Appreciate Noah there calling in from Virginia, giving us his thoughts here on the show. Alabama and Georgia is going to be a good one. I mean, Alabama, Georgia, 2024, that's going to be a good one. You haven't faced Georgia in Tuscaloosa since 2020. You got the 41, the 24 win. I remember that that week, John, because I was on the Paul Feinbaum show that week, and I told Paul that Alabama would beat Georgia by 17, and Paul thought I was absolutely crazy. And uh, Alabama beat Georgia by 17. And Paul literally was like, Stephen, um, do you work in Vegas somewhere? I'm like, I'm like, Paul, I am not a Vegas handicapper. I'm trying to keep I'm trying to keep control of my own money. I'm not trying to lose other people's money while I'm trying to keep tabs on my own. But I sat there and I remember I told Paul that day that Bama was going to beat Georgia by 17. And Paul Feinbaum thought I grabbed me a bad batch of that Dr. J, that Dr. Dre chronic. Nah, that wasn't no bad batch of that Dr. Dre chronic. Uh-uh. I was just calling it how I saw it there, and uh, Bama got that 17-point win. But we got to go to a, before we go to our awesome call topic. It looks like my man Jimmy Badman Clay has checked in with a $100 donation, giving us that daily super chat goal of 105. Appreciate Jimmy Clay and my man Bill from New York handling that daily super chat goal on a. Uh, Friday, and also we got Dale B, who's dropped in with a $10 donation. So here we go, people, here we go. They're rolling in. We got my man Bill from New York, Dale B, and Jimmy the Cashman Clay helping us out here on the show. Thanks to you guys showing love here on your network for Tide Football. But we'll call topic right here, Bama in the NFL, and this is one John Mechie. John Mechie of whom a former Alabama wide receiver, second-round pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. Helped the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 2020. That year, Mechie, 55 catches, 916 yards, six touchdowns. In 2021, Mechie led the team, 96 catches, 1,142 yards, eight touchdowns. And, of course, Mechie missed his rookie season for the Texans due to battling a treatable form of leukemia, but he's battled back strong. He's recovered greatly, and according to Texans head coach D'Amico Ryans, Mechie is good to go for training camp. So he's full go. He is ready for training camp for the Texans. He's taking part in every activity here for Houston at this point, including uh, OTAs and mandatory minicamp. So Mechie, good to go for training camp for Houston. Looking forward to seeing him 
getting back there on the field. Got a shout out to President Wayland with that 999 dropping that in the bucket. Appreciate Wayland coming in here, showing some love to us on the show. But we're going to go to our next break here. Don't touch that dial. When we get back, begin to a conversation of uh, we spend so much time talking quarterbacks and running backs and receivers, and defense and offensive line and linebackers and secondary, but there's a position that hasn't really gotten much love that normally when they pop, it makes Bama that much more dangerous. What position can I be referring to? We'll talk about it after this. What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll! Roll! Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. And we are rocking and rolling here with you folks to the action from the break. Number one ticket here for Crimson Tide. Football news, in my own words, George truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Happy to have you all in here checking out the show. Continue to hit that like button. Give us that thumbs up, tap that like button right there. Appreciate that support there from you guys. Hitting that subscribe button as well. Everybody helping us out with that daily super chat goal. We appreciate that. We're 10 likes away from 50. Continue hitting the like button. Give us that thumbs up right there. Hit that like button right quick. Appreciate all the support coming from you. But as we get back into the conversation here, John, and I mentioned before the break, we've had so many discussions about the quarterback position, running back position, offensive line, wide receivers, linebackers, defensive line, secondary, and all of the and all of the dialogue that we've had here with the fans. There is one position that is not getting enough talk. And normally, when this position pops, it makes Alabama that much more, I guess, special when this position pops. And to me, that's a tight end room. It's a tight end position. I mean, remember, 2009, you know, you had Colin Peake popping off, and that really helped you national championship, right? 2011, you had Brad Smelly popping off, and that helped you to a national championship. 2012, you had Michael Williams popping off, and that helped you to a national championship. 2015, uh, you know, when Lane Kiffin wanted to use O.J. Howard, that was a national championship because O.J. popped off. 2017, when we went to Irv Smith, I mean, that helped. A national championship. You know, 2020, you know, Mac Jones, he did go to Miller Forrestal. He did go to Jalil Billingsley, and that did help. You know, national championship right there. So we, we, we've seen where when Alabama has gone to the tight end position, when that group has been utilized, when that group has been made, you know, uh, a priority, if you will, Alabama has had a piece or an element to it that's made it more dangerous. So – for, head, for, for Coach Joe Cox, 
who's in his second year for the Crimson Tide, coaching tight ends. Nick Saban referred to Joe Cox as one of the young, brightest offensive minds he's ever been around. And Joe Cox last year, who did a great job with one, who did a solid job with one Cameron Latu, from that young man got drafted by the San Francisco 49ers in the uh, you know third round. Here he is again in his second season coaching this position here in the second season at Alabama coaching this position. And, uh, you know, for Cox, he's trying to have the tight end group turn up. He's trying to have a tight end group really do its thing in the upcoming season. And going back to the spring game, I mean, we saw this, right? Miles Kitzelman had three to four catches in the spring game. Uh, Danny Lewis Jr. had three to four catches. Amari Nyblak had a couple of catches. C.J. Dupree had a catch or two. So the tight end room really kind of made its presence felt in the spring game. And starting this off with C.J. Dupree, I mean, he could do it all. Coach Saban mentioned this during the spring. Like He's, he's a do-it-all tight end. He can catch out the backfield. He can, he, can, he can catch. He can catch from the tight end position with the hand in the dirt coming out in a route. You can separate him out. As a receiver, he'll run routes, make plays that way. Very, very good blocker. Can play H-back. C.J. Dupree can do it all. And he was not used a lot at Maryland. So he's got a lot of tread there on that tire because he was not used a lot for the Terrapins. And he can do a lot of – he can do everything. Prior to the spring game, there were so many reports that I got from scrimmages where he was targeted 15 times in this scrimmage. He was targeted 20 times in this scrimmage. He was used in a variety of ways on the field within the offense. So, C.J. Dupree, you have a legitimate number one guy at that tight end position. But behind him, you look at Amari Nyblak and Danny Lewis. Amari Nyblak and Danny Lewis Jr., they both came in uh, the 2022 class, Nyblak and Danny Lewis. And uh, both of these two uh, have grown up. Both of these two have come alive. Both of these two, I think they they learned a lot from uh, the first year. And I think they're ready to have an explosive season in the coming fall. When you look at Nyblack, he caught a touchdown pass last season. But once again, he's kind of that red zone target, if you will. Big red zone target. A guy that can run the routes, he can get open in the end zone, he can make plays, he can catch the football, big red zone target. And so, and then when you look at Danny Lewis Jr. for a second here, he kind of has a lot of freakish athletic ability as well. He's gotten better with his blocking, gotten better with his routes, gotten better with his playmaking skill set. So, we know Tommy Reese likes to use two tight ends, uh, bare minimum, on the field at the same time. He could use three. We know at bare minimum at least two. So, Danny Lewis Jr., Amari Nyblak, they've both grown. And then when you discuss Miles Kitzelman and Robbie Oots, though a lot of us look at those two as more so blocking tight ends, they have the ability to catch the football as well. Spring game, Miles Kitzelman had three to four receptions. Last season, Robbie Oots made his growth as a pass catcher. I know he didn't play in the spring game. He didn't play much at all in spring ball due to recovering from a little injury there, according to Coach Saban. But both of those two will be ready to rock and roll here. Fall camp, the upcoming season. It's going to be fun to watch what they do and how they contribute. But 
This is a very deep tight end room. And, I, and I've said that, and go back to what I mentioned, when the tight ends have been able to be involved, when they've been involved, when they've been utilized within the offense, when uh, the play-calling scheme has called their number, it's made Alabama that much more dynamic and it's forced opposing defenses and defensive coordinators to wonder, okay, where are they going to with the football? Are they going to a running back? Are they going to a wide receiver? Are they going to a tight end? Like, like where are they going to in this formation, in this scheme, in this strategy? Because with their tight end room popping off, this, this puts more stress on us as a defense trying to figure out where do we attack? How do we attack? Where are they going to go to? So, always good to see those tight ends get love. Those tight ends get um, uh, their hands on the football and their say within the offense. So, I'm looking forward to what Joe Cox pulls out, what Joe Cox does here with these guys at the tight end position. But we take another break here, folks, from the show. Don't touch that down. Upon our return, we get back into the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your conversations. What do you think about the Alabama tight end room? You got a thought that you want to share in the message board? We definitely want you jumping in there, growing that message board, helping us build it with all types of conversation and dialogue. The link to the message board can be found in the chat line and in the description. We also want you lighting us up in the phone lines right after this. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Marvin Constant, all-SEC linebacker and 1999 SEC champion. You are listening to In My Own Words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll Tide. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, folks, we're rolling, 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 rolling back into the action right now on a Friday. TGIF edition of the show. Hottest show on the streets here talking your Bama football news in my own words. George truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Gotta show some love to Eric Beasley dropping $20 in the Super Chats. Eric Beasley has rolled up in here with a $20 donation. Everybody helping us out right now. Everybody showing love and appreciation of the show. Thanks to you guys. We're at 56 likes. We're going now for 75. Continue hitting the like button, tapping that thumbs up right there, showing that support to the show, doing what you do, uh, making this your spot here to talk Bama football. But right now, we go to the phone lines to grab your calls. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in to let your voice be made known, 205-448-1358. Uh, we grab this call right here. You're live on the show. What's happening, how we feel, and state your name, and where you calling from. 
Hi, Stephen. Bill from New York. How are you, man? Doing great, Bill, and yourself? We're good. Good. Feeling good. Uh, listen, I, I tuned in a little late tonight. Who's the guy who's having the problem on the defensive line? That would be uh, Jamil Burrows, my man. Jamil Burrows, not with the team right now currently, not practicing with the team. Uh, we will see how Saban kind of handles this, but the man is Jamil Burrows. Uh, it's a shame, but I got to tell you, like, you know, I, I saw this coming, you know, with the NIL. We've had our guys before, you know, uh, Alfano, Jaleel Billingsley, you know what I mean? But I think now we, we have more superstars, but now the other teams are going to get it more. It, there's no getting around it, Stephen. You know, you have young kids full of energy, uh, toughest guys in the world, right? And, and you're putting hundreds of thousand dollars after taxes in their pocket and you, you know, and you're putting them in a school with 15, 16,000 women. It's going to keep on happening. I think it's going to happen more to other teams than us because, you know, Saban has a system, and I believe he's better at finding, guys, like, the character guys, like, you know, the Devontae Smith types and, like, the, the really good guys. And now as far as the tight end room, I'm glad to see it's improved. I think it'll be a lot better. But I'm, I'm really hoping for the receivers to improve. Like, you know, when, when guys like Forrestal, when they, they catch passes, you know, you had Mechie, Devontae, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you had Jalen Waddle. You can't cover everybody. So, you know, I, I'm just hoping for a lot from our offensive line and our receivers. You know, what, what do you think? I'm, I'm hoping for a lot from the receivers too, Bill. And just those guys – Catching the ball cleanly. That that's the one thing I want to see them do is catch the ball cleanly. Yeah, you may have speed. That's cool. Yes, run the right route. Absolutely. Yes, get open most definitely. But the number one thing, when the ball is in the air and it's coming in your area, just catch the ball cleanly. If you can do that, I'm fine with you. Exactly. Just one other thing I wanted to say. All these talk shows and – Feinbaum and all these other fools, right? Their job, in my opinion, is to try to convince the American public that Alabama, oh, we're just another team. You know, don't worry about Alabama. We're just, oh, please. Listen, we're going we're gonna to run all over these fools, just like we always do. We're going to kick ass, take names, uh, you know, and take no prisoners shit. Uh, uh, excuse me. We, we, that's what we're going to do because that's what we do, and we're going to keep on doing it. But that's all I got for tonight, Stephen. Roll Tide, everybody. Appreciate Bill from New York calling in with the energy, man, the energy on a Friday. Love that from Bill. We take this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feel? It. State your name and where you calling from. Roll Tide, roll, Stephen M. What's up, my friend? Doing great, William. Doing fantastic here. You know, on a Friday, I mean, uh, Rolling through this offseason here in June. June is almost over. In a couple of weeks, we'll have July. SEC Media Days will be upon us soon. And then and then August will be here. Fall camp will return. Winding her on down. Winding her on down. Hey, uh, I'm sorry, Wayne. I jumped in ahead of you on this here. I think he's having problems anyway. But uh, Plow Jogger asked a question in the – Chat and he wanted me to ask you, uh, do you see any seniors stepping up 
uh, as, as in leadership for our team this year. Far senior stepping up. Uh, that's a good question, William. Seniors. I, I definitely see Malachi Moore stepping up as a senior. Let's go ahead and name him. I see Malachi Moore in there. I do see, uh, I think, uh, Seth, Mag Seth McLaughlin. Is, I think he is. Seth McLaughlin's a senior. So I see Seth McLaughlin stepping up in there. So McLaughlin, uh, uh, McLaughlin, Malachi Moore, uh, Justin Aboigby as a senior on that defensive line. I definitely see him stepping up in there because this is his what, fifth year? So I see him. Uh, so th those three off the top of my head, uh, definitely those three as a senior leader. You know what? No, no one really names the kicker. Let's throw Will Reichert in there. I think Reichert steps up as a big senior for, from the kicking aspect. Oh, yeah, I got a lot of respect for him, you know, for coming back. You know, so, yeah, I, I, I thought thought a whole lot for that young man. Anyway, uh, anyway, uh, Appreciate it. I'll let somebody else get on here. Roll Tide, brother. Appreciate William calling in right there. We grabbed this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feel? And state your name. And where you calling from? Hey, man. First time caller. Just Jay Sports Cards in the chat. Welcome into the show, man. Congratulations. How you feeling? Good. I was wondering. I was very impressed with what Alabama's got as far as the linebacker debt this year as far as being able to play inside and out both. And I was wondering, is Jalen Moody back? Jalen Moody actually went to the NFL, man. Uh, Jalen Moody went to the NFL. He was not drafted, but he signed an undrafted free agent contract with the Cincinnati Bengals. So Moody's in the NFL. All right. Thank you very much. Roll Tide. Appreciate that call coming in there right there. Jalen Moody in the NFL. We'll take this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Steven, it's TGIF. What's happening in Birmingham? I guess it's raining. You got your umbrella ready? Yes, my man Waylon, I got the umbrellas here. Definitely want to definitely have everybody out there be safe out there. The weather has been uh, crazy these last few days with the rain so definitely see everybody safe out there on the roads but i'm prepared got the umbrella got the poncho i'm good yeah i've been noticing a lot of these articles especially a big 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 article in the atlanta constitution journal about uh, uh these players and and there's some inside problems what's going on with all this discipline stuff uh I don't know. Uh, a lot of people sort of dodging, dodging the subject. Don't want to talk about it. But uh, maybe later on on another show, I'll try to try to you know to uh, address some of this stuff. I mean, these young guys are they give the they're given the opportunity uh, of their life. There's hundreds of thousands of dollars spent on each player. People don't really understand how much money spent on them, and and things sort of go sideways. But you know. Uh, you got you got to stay the course. Uh, life's tough. It throws a lot of throws a lot of curveballs your way, and, and those curveballs will uh, destroy you. They'll take you down. They'll they'll put you down so low that you you, you think you'll never get back up. But uh, I hope these players and these in these colleges learn that you know we've got to uh, you, you've got to avoid those curveballs and and, and 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 you know and, and and keep the path and keep the faith. And as Father's Day, like I've always said. No matter how how much success you've always had, you want to know you know what your parents thought about it. So, happy Father's Day to everybody out there. And I was sort of laughing, you know, 
Daddy had a truck one time, run out of gas. He didn't know it had two tanks. He got from a cousin's service station. He asked him, he said, I want you to fill this truck up. He said, what do you want me to do, Ernest? Fill both tanks up. But anyway, the, the daddy got home and said, don't say a word. I didn't say a word. All I done was just laugh. Mom, mama got away with all the laughing and talking. But anyway, I love all y'all. Happy Father's Day out there. Y'all be safe, bad weather, and have a good weekend. And maybe I'll be back in a few weeks. i got to have a little operation on my throat here. I'm having some problems with it. So uh, I'll be down here maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe a couple of months. But everything's good. They're going to get everything situated. So I'll be back in action hopefully here in another couple of months, maybe after the 4th of July, I'll be back. I love all y'all. Y'all be safe. I'll see y'all in a few months. Bye-bye, everyone. Appreciate weighing and calling in right there. The president, definitely our thoughts with with you, my man, as you have that procedure done there. You're going to be okay, Wagner. You're going to be A-okay. Y'all shout out Nona Davis with that $10 donation in the Super Chat. Showing that love there to the show. Appreciate Nona helping us out right here. We go to our cool call topic, John Ivory, and that being on one Mac Jones, former Alabama quarterback, helping the Crimson Tide in his long season as a starter in 2020, win a college football playoff national championship. And it looks like he and Bill O'Brien, who's back with the New England, who's back with the New England Patriots as the offensive coordinator, looks like Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien on the same page. Things are working smoothly. Things are in a groove between these two. According to Patriots insiders, when you look at organized team activities and mandatory minicamp, I was reading one report, John, that Mac Jones has been completing 87% of his passes. Talk about accuracy. 87%. And quite a few of those deep balls. So, my hope and prayer is that New England is able to land DeAndre Hopkins to a deal, to a contract as he's a free agent wide receiver. Hopkins visited the Patriots for two days, Wednesday and yesterday. The visit was very good, was very positive on both ends. Hopefully, New England puts down a number that Hopkins would agree with and Mac Jones can have him a number one option there at wide receiver. We'll see what happens. We take our final break here on the show. Don't touch that dial when we get back. We tidy up loose ends with uh, having uh, a conversation. Uh, we'll tidy up loose ends with having a conversation about how Texas and Oklahoma, how do these two schools come into the SEC from the Big 12? How will they make Bama better? We'll discuss that after this. I'm Malachi Moore, and you're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama's YouTube channel. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. This is Chris Rogers, 2009 National Champion. You are listening to the baddest, when I say the baddest, sports show in the state of Alabama. In my own words, you know, yours truly, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Don't touch that dial.
All right, folks, we appreciate all of you guys checking us out on today. Hottest show on the streets. Number one forum for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Loving all the phone calls, interactions, donations, super chats, chat line. You making this your show, your space, your area to talk all things. Tide football. Got my man John Ivory in the production studio. Continue tapping the like button. Giving us that thumbs up right there, liking the show, hitting that subscribe button. Um, also, we got this message board here. You're interested in helping us grow the message board. We definitely want to see you guys in there starting conversations, getting topics going, the things that you want to discuss when it comes down to your Alabama Crimson Tide. The link to the message board can be found uh, in the chat line and in the uh and in the uh, description. Also, we need seven likes for 75. Continue hitting that like button. Seven more likes for 75. Continue tapping the like button. Giving us that thumbs up right there on the show. But we wrap things up, John, with this information here. Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC in 2024. Not this season, but next season when the SEC becomes a division-less conference. And... Uh, for Texas and Oklahoma, you know, both teams will play against SEC teams this season. You know, kind of getting a feel for it in the last year at the Big 12. But they will both officially join the Southeastern Conference as of uh, next season. And uh, the big question in all of this is, uh, you know, how will the additions of Texas and Oklahoma make Alabama better? How will they make the Crimson Tide better? How will they sharpen the Crimson Tide? Like, how can the Crimson Tide grow to another sort of upper echelon, if you will, with the additions of Texas and Oklahoma? And uh, for me, I looked at three things here, John. And number I looked at recruiting. I looked at more competitive matchups or more consistent competitive matchups. And I also looked at the coaching sort of firepower that this would provide here in terms of what – Texas and Oklahoma will do and what they can bring uh, to help Alabama be even better here in terms of a, of a football program. So first and foremost, we look at this from a recruiting standpoint. You know, Alabama has already gone into Texas and taken a lot of the big-time talent out of Texas, and this was Texas in the Big 12. But now with Texas in the SEC, this has Nick Saban even more so ready to go into the rich, long star, all state, and get even more five stars, get even more premier players, get even more guys that fit the Alabama culture out of Texas. What this also does is it opens up Coach Saban to Oklahoma as well, recruiting guys from that state. But I think the last player that Alabama recruited from the state of Oklahoma was what, Josh Jacobs in the 2016 class, if I'm not mistaken? And that was due to Jacobs came in late in the recruiting process. And it was Burton Burns that actually convinced Nick Saban, hey, man, get on this plane and come see this Jacobs kid. And they go up to Tulsa, Oklahoma. They see Josh Jacobs, who's regarded as only a three-star. And we all know what happened. He became way better than what his star rating was. So... This would open up Alabama more to recruiting in Oklahoma, getting the top talent out of there, as well as continue to go into Texas 
to get the top talent out of there, even though Steve Sarkeesian is going to try to lock in this wall here and trying to keep the talent in Texas at home. But that's number one. Number two, the consistent competitive matchups will make Bama even better. Because uh, what do we want here as consumers of Bama football? More competitive games, more fun matchups, more games that have us on the edge of our seat, more attention-grabbing things. And uh, in Texas and Oklahoma will provide Alabama with that. Because you look at it, Texas with Steve Sarkeesian, that's going to be a fun matchup for years to come, right? It's going to be, at what point does Sark beat Nick Saban? That's going to be a question, right? You have Kirby Smart's got to win over Nick Saban. Jimbo Fisher's got to win over Nick Saban. Uh, you, you go to uh, Brian Kelly's now got to win over Nick Saban. So now people are going to be talking about, you know, when does, uh, when does Steve Sarkeesian get his win over Nick Saban? When will this happen for Sark? You know, Sark's got the offense over there. You know, the defense is going to be improved. When is Sark going to get his win? So Bama, Texas. That's going to be a consistently fun matchup, home and home, for years to come. Now, Oklahoma and Bama, 2024, that's going to be an intriguing game because you're going to have two defensive minds, two of the best defensive minds in football going at each other, and Nick Saban and Brent Venables. That's going to be fun. Oklahoma's going to be better, both offensively and defensively. you got to travel to Norman. So that crowd, that environment, that's going to be different there. It'll be very interesting there. So Brent Venables, Nick Saban, 2024, that's going to be intriguing, but that's also going to be a compelling, competitive matchup, and that's what U.S. fans want to see. And so last but not least here, you got the coaching, you know, firepower here. That's going to make this fun, and that's going to make Alabama better. You look at with Texas, look at all the guys that Sarkeesian's got on his staff. He's got Kyle Flood on his staff. He's got uh, Jeff Banks on his staff. He's got Bo Davis on his staff. So Steve Sarkeesian, he's got some heavy hitters there on his staff. You look at Brent Venables, you know, he's got guys on his staff that are very good, including one Jeff Levy running that offense over there. So the coaching firepower for Texas, the coaching firepower for Oklahoma, it's a chess match. It's iron sharpening iron. That's going to be fun to watch right there. Because in Alabama, with, with Nick Saban, you've got Tommy Reese, and you've got Kevin Steele, and you've got Shavaris Robinson, and you've got Eric Wolford, and you've got Holman Wiggins, and you've got Joe Cox and Coleman Hutzler and uh, Robert Bonga. So you, you, get, you got firepower here on every end. So recruiting – Consistent competitive matchups and coaching firepower, the, the three reasons why I see uh, Texas and Oklahoma making Alabama better here uh, as when they join the SEC in 2024 and when they become a part of the SEC and when we see these matchups on the field here for years to come. But fantastic right there as both Texas and Oklahoma will play SEC teams this season. But next season will be their first inaugural year in the conference. As always, Bama Nation, you want the best in news, notes, information, material, entertainment. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. 
Google Play Store if you got the Android phone for your audio needs. Check us out, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered right there. Guys, shout out Hattie Boyer with that $20 donation, the Super Chats. Hattie Boyer helping us out here on the show, showing us that love to round us out on this evening. As always, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link found in the description. If you're trying to get your hands on the fresh edition, print edition of TDA the Magazine, here's what you do. You go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member and or a subscriber today. That link in the description. The good and gracious Lord sees fit. I'll try to be back on Monday, continuing the conversation that is Tide Football. Continue uh, the conversation that's Tide Football. But, guys, shout out you guys, the incredible Bama fans, for all the love today, for all the donations, all the super chats, all the YouTube chat line, all of the phone calls, doing what you do to make this your show, your network, your spot here to talk Bama football. Guys, shout out my man, John Ivory in the production studio, doing his thing as he always does. Until next time, folks, husbands of your wives, wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children, you guys continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored there. Be sure to get yourself those three party meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Be safe in this crazy weather going on. And until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and you've been listening to my own words.